It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the best time of the year, March Madness, and Syracuse in the Western Regional. I'm Wes Chang, and my guest today is the Juice Online senior college basketball analyst and 2003 national champion, Andrew Cowie. Andrew, how are you today? Wes, I'm doing great. It's the best time of the year, so I'm, I'm excited for sure. And Andrew, let's get right to it since it is that time of the year. Syracuse is an eighth seed in the West region. They will start in the first round by playing ninth-seeded Baylor in Salt Lake City. What are your general thoughts on this matchup? I think... Um, you know, Baylor just kind of, I don't, you know, know too much about them, but I think that, you know, they lost one of their better players, Clark, who was kind of a big man forward, um, you know, early, around January timeframe to a knee surgery. And you can see kind of in their last five games, they've really uh, struggled. They've kind of just almost limped into the tournament so much. So I think overall, I think it's a good matchup first round for Syracuse. You know, we, we've had pretty good success over the years with the Big 12 teams. Um, especially my year, the year we won it, we we almost were crowned Big 12 champions, if you could say. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, I think it's a decent matchup. It's always tough though having a having a not you know 10 o'clock game on the West Coast. You know that messes a little bit with your just overall routine because for those players, they're going to probably get out there on Tuesday, a uh, couple of days of practice and media, but they probably haven't adjusted. So you're, that's you know that's a that's a t- midnight game for them. Andrew, it's a battle of the zone defenses because Syracuse obviously runs a 2-3 and Baylor runs a 1-1-3. You were a four-year player on the Syracuse basketball team. So when you were a player, how did Coach Beheim prepare the team for facing zones? You know, I think uh, these the next, uh, you know, probably today and the next two days, they're just going to, I mean, we practice, we always practice a lot of zone because that's what we played. So we we'd go up and down and each each defense, everyone would be in zone. So, They'll probably make a few adjustments. You know, the second team will make a few adjustments to play a little bit more like Baylor's zone and less like our zone just to give the first team um, a better look and feel. But that's one of the things we know. We know where to attack the zone. We're not, we're not ca- caught off guard by it. Um, so I think it's an adjustment that they'll be able to make without a doubt. You know, a lot of it too, being out west, there's going to be a little bit of an altitude, I think, adjustment as well. That's something to kind of look into. And so I think, I think that's why it's really important, uh, you know, those first, I would say, you know, eight to ten minutes of the game is if we can get off to a good start, you know, good shooting start, get our legs underneath us. Um, and I think that will, will, be, will lead us to a pretty, you know, I, I feel pretty comfortable about this game, which <laughs> knock on wood. So you're calling the first round game for Syracuse, and I'm sure Orange Nation is thrilled to hear you say that. So let's move on to the potential second round matchup with top seeded Gonzaga. At the very least, we assume, barring another historic 116 upset, that Syracuse is going to be playing Gonzaga. So the last time these two teams met, Syracuse defeated the Bulldogs on their way to the Final Four in 2016. Do you like the matchup here, Andrew? I do not. This is this was my fear going into the tournament. Was that it, I was praying that Cuse would get a seven seed or at worst a ten seed because I knew if they were at an eight nine, there's no way the tournament's going to put them with Carolina, Duke, or Virginia right as a second round matchup. That's just they don't want they don't want a conference matchup that early in the in the bracket. So 
the only other option would be Gonzaga, and that is not who I wanted to accuse uh, to play because I think, you know, they have two great forwards. Um, they're two leading scorers. They're active. They're smart. They play hard, and that is can be very problematic. Problematic to our zone is having two, especially two really good big guys. Um, and the game being out west, this this was this was my fear, and unfortunately, the fear came to fruition. Um, I was hoping they would get a seven seed to where they could maybe, you know, match up with like a Tennessee in the second round. I thought that was going to be, would have been a really great matchup. Even, even if it was, uh, you know, uh, a Kentucky, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been too upset about that. But uh, going against Gonzaga, who, um, you know, Mark Few, he knows the zone. He's obviously great friends with Beheim and, and having those two really, really good forwards, um, this is not this. This did not make me happy. So it sounds like you're predicting Syracuse losing in round 32 of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> My prediction for Syracuse is they they need to shoot high 60s, low 70 percent field goal percentage uh, in that second round, and then they can pull it out. I think they can win. Doesn't doesn't mean they can't. But uh, this was uh, not the matchup I was looking forward to. But uh, you know, it'll be. I think it'll be a good game. Where I think we're. You know, I think the last time we talked, I had confidence in Cincy's ability in the tournament because of that kind of a little bit of that veteran, um, you know, players. But uh, this is this is going to be a tough one in the second round for sure, especially coming off of a short turnaround as well. You know, Thursday to Saturday game. Um, it's just uh, not not the most ideal uh, second round matchup, I don't think. So there's number one Gonzaga, number two Michigan, number three Texas Tech, number four Florida State. Those are the top four seeds in the West. Who do you see coming out of this region? You know, that, I think that, I mean that's the thing. I think that that this bracket um, sets up really well for Gonzaga. To be honest with you, um, you know, I think if if Syracuse somehow did, um, you know, make, pull off the upset, I, I think the rest of the way, nothing in there really kind of. You know, there's no team in there that scares you. I mean, I think you know you, Vermont can can upset Florida State, especially with the game being in Hartford. That that's an, that's no one would, would be shocked by that. Um, you know, Murray State is always a bracket buster. Um, you look at you know Buffalo. They you wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo made it made it all the way through. Um, you know, Florida. They're not a scary ten seed, but they played in a good conference. So uh, to me, it's like that that West bracket really. I mean, Gonzaga's got to be pretty happy about um, the way the team fell in that um, bracket because I, I don't think there's any team that really um, is, is super scary or is playing so well that you want to avoid. I think it's I think it's a wide open bracket. And then, of course, let's get your prediction for the entire NCAA tournament: the ACC with three number one seeds and UNC, Duke, and Virginia. Duke is the number one overall seed. Do you see this as another banner year for the ACC, or do you see a team outside of those three winning it all? I got Duke going down first round this year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I think I, I'm going Virginia this year. I, I, I think I think it's a great story. You know, coming off of the first round loss, I think it'd be a great story for them to actually win it this year. Um, I think they have that just that little bit more scoring that they've always been looking for, needed. Um, you know, then again, they got Tennessee as the, as the two seed in their bracket, which I think everyone is a little suspect on them. Um, so right now for me, I feel like, 
I've been saying Virginia for the last month or so just because I think they had that just that needed scoring just enough a little bit more than usual um, that that they can uh, they can finally get it done this is year, their year to get it done so I'm going Virginia I haven't I haven't decided who they're gonna play um, I don't really want it to be Duke because I don't want to you know we've seen enough ACC games so um, it could be the Zags coming out of the West uh, for me just because I'm I'm just so impressed with those two big guys and just their team in general. So right now I got Virginia winning the whole thing, but uh, most likely playing against Gonzaga. So very chalkish. Andrew, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts is again, I think all the fans listen to this podcast. This is our, you know, one of our favorite times of the year. And especially, you know, that Thursday, you know, 12 o'clock when that, when you hear the CBS uh, theme music, you know, it's, there's nothing better at 12 o'clock, 1220 to get that first game. And uh, I remember, you know, leaving classes in high school and, and, and going into coach's office just to watch a game. So to me, it's at, at 1220, first tip, it's phone off. No, no need to look at emails. Just enjoy uh, these next, you know, these first four days because uh, it is it is probably the most fun time of the year for me. Andrew, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse women's basketball team. They were selected as the number three seed in the 2019 women's basketball tournament. They will open play by facing number 14 Fordham at the Carrier Dome on 1 p.m. on Saturday. It is the seventh consecutive year that the women's basketball team is dancing. I just want to congratulate Coach Q and company for another great year. That's it for us. For Andrew Cowie, this is Wes Chang reminding you that I'm sick and tired of being indecisive. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.